What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. All right, here we go. This should be a very active show today, mainly because of the weather, but we've also got uh, other things in the news. Mother Nature's going to give us a minute or two to get to those here in just a minute. The uh, storm system is on its way. It's in Mississippi, and the parameters out ahead of it are looking worse and worse by the minute. Forecasters seem to be really concerned about the weather today. Most of you are probably in traffic now or just cleared traffic trying to get the kids home from school if that's part of your day. Uh, but we are now under a tornado watch officially uh, in most of our listening area. That would be Birmingham, uh, well, Jefferson, uh, Shelby, St. Clair, Blunt, all those counties uh, immediately in the Birmingham area. Tuscaloosa, obviously a lot more close to the action this afternoon than Birmingham uh, being closer to Mississippi. The frontal system, what is happening, what appears about to happen here in our area is uh, – is sort of one of those worst case scenarios of the supercells that could get out ahead of the main line. Then the main line is very thin and radar signatures a couple of days ago had it moving through quickly, but it has slowed down. Uh, we had some sunshine in parts of the listening area today that heated up the surface temperatures and that created some instability, which gives a chance for those uh, supercells to develop out ahead uh, of this system. So, there's one tornado warning at last check about eight minutes ago back into Mississippi. That, that's down in um, sort of southeast Mississippi, not too far from the state line, but far south from uh, our listening area. So that'll move into South Alabama, and we'll let them deal with that. But a little later in the show, you can bet uh, we will be tracking these things and giving you warnings and updates. AJ's got our partners with uh, CBS 42 pulled up over there on the board, and we are good to go this afternoon for anything you might need. Uh, the timing has gotten thrown off just a little bit because this system is not moving as quickly as we want. Now, sometimes, I'm not sure about this, and I'm waiting for our uh, actual meteorologists and people that know what they're talking about to give us uh, more details, uh, but sometimes when it slows down, that can be good news for Alabama because as we get later in the day, uh, the stability starts to kick in uh, closer to 6 o'clock, and maybe we won't be dealing uh, with as an intense system as they anticipate. But right now, they've still got Birmingham, they being the weather forecasters, in a level three, what's known as an enhanced, an, an enhanced 
risk. There are five levels of risk, three smack dab in the middle. So a uh, chance that somewhere uh, this afternoon um, that we could potentially uh, see some tornado damage uh, tonight. So we'll be watching it throughout the show um, and tracking it, like we say. And AJ, you good to go, man? You ready for a, what could be a long night? Oh, man, I'm ready. All right. I, I, I so live for this moment. He lives for it. He got up today, ate his Cheerios. He's good. All right, so let's get cranking. We'll talk about other than the weather for a minute because once it starts uh, dominating us, it's going to clear everything else out because of the danger of it. Um, we had the President of the United States, so that, such that he is, come out and speak today on the balloon slash aerial object slash inflatable whatever uh, uh, thing. And uh, it's, it was just as odd as you would have expected it. And he didn't say anything. And he sort of said something and he didn't say anything, which is more disturbing than if he'd have said something, because this is weird. This whole thing is weird. And all I could tell the whole time the man was talking, and we've told you about it for literally years now, the president of the United States is afraid of the Chinese. I'll let that marinate with you for a minute as we tell you what he said and how it went. It's, it explains everything. He's both compromised and intimidated by the Chinese government. So we're starting to half-heartedly as a government apologize for shooting the original balloon down, giving uh, the Chinese excuses. Remember, they lied that, and said this was a weather balloon. Uh, we insist that it was a spy balloon, and now our government is saying, well, you know, the winds may have drifted it over, you know, off course. But it just ironically drifted right over some of our most sensitive military bases. And they had some kind of steerage and control of it. But we're going to we're going to give them a pass in some way saying that, well, the winds caught it. Now, he didn't speak to some things as, for example, why did we wait to shoot the thing down until after it crossed the whole country and did its job? He didn't really talk about that. What he did say, though, was he talked about the other three objects that were shot down in the following weekend after the first shoot down of the big balloon and sort of hinted that those things may not have been Chinese at all. They were probably, uh, I think he called it recreational or private um, balloons. And so, okay, so let's think about that for a minute. We suspected this all week. And now the president came out and babbled and confirmed it. And what made it worse is he didn't take any questions. And that speaks to several things. He's not capable of taking questions because he's not cognitive enough to take questions. He doesn't know enough to take questions. His staff is afraid of what he'll say. Uh, what he'll tell us. So they put the hook on him, and they only sent him out there because of pressure. There's a widely held belief in Washington that he only shot the balloon down because of pressure. And then that same pressure from us, the American citizens who are fed up, led our United States military to put sophisticated fighter aircraft in the air, multi-million dollar fighter aircraft in the air, and shoot half-million dollar missiles. I'm rounding off a little bit at what we now think were recreational, maybe weather balloons. So we didn't shoot down the spy balloon until it did its job, until it spied. And then we did get jumpy and start shooting down weather balloons all weekend. He didn't explain that because he didn't ask any questions. The two reporters started shouting questions and he came back to the mic at the end. And I would play it for you, but we just hadn't got time to go dig that up and re-rack it. It's, we're too busy today. Uh, it was as bad as you would imagine. 
And by the way, the backdrop of the White House was weird. They put him in front of a black curtain with these outlines of the White House that don't look anything like the White House. It was like some sci-fi movie. It was weird. I'm sorry. I just happened to notice that. Um, so back to Biden. So two reporters started shouting simultaneously, and one of them said, does your family's business relationship with China compromise your government? And he goes, give me a break, man. Gave him that sort of what a jerk look. And then he claimed he couldn't understand because too many people were shouting and he shuffled off. He shuffled off. The president of the United States shuffled off after an international embarrassment where he's afraid to answer questions from these vapid reporters that are really on his side right in front of him. And that's, in my estimation, that's frightening. I mean, it's frightening that they are too afraid to address this issue. No, I don't think they're hiding UFOs. I don't buy into any of that stuff. But this president is compromised, and we know the money trail. We know how they did it. We know he was compromised before some people saw fit to elect him, and he's afraid of them. And so we're, we even heard Kamala, whatever her name is today, saying, oh, no, it shouldn't affect relations. The hell it shouldn't. But they're afraid to, for it to affect relations. They're afraid of the Chinese, so he won't answer questions. He won't say anything. And here's the worst part. On one hand, our government maintains that we knew all about the balloon base, which we did. We knew about the balloon base years ago. But this particular balloon, the very first balloon, we, they maintained yesterday, and CBS News tried to say, well, we were tracking it the whole time. We knew exactly what it was doing. We're, we're totally in charge. But they turned around and said they had to tweak their radars after that incident. Well, why would we just ask yourself this? It's a rhetorical question. Why would we tweak the radars if we had everything under control the first time? Weren't the radars working the first time? Weren't we totally observant and actually counter-spying this thing and using it to our advantage and doing some jujitsu on the Chinese? If that's true, why tweak the radars? And then after we tweak the radars, we start seeing ghosts everywhere. We got Our military got jumpy, not them on the ground, but the commanders, people watching the radar, the pressure in Washington. And we started blasting every damn thing out of the sky that was floating that looked like what we missed before. And it's pretty obvious that's what happened. So we ran around and shot a bunch of things that might not have been Chinese after all, just because we were so jumpy from missing the first balloon that they claimed we didn't miss. After we tweaked our radars that we claimed were working fine. They weren't working fine. We apparently didn't know about it. And now we've got egg on our face. And the man in charge, that the only guy with the keys... Uh, that can open the door and let us know what's behind it is afraid to say anything. They shuffled him out. He, he read a terse, nonsense repetition of everything else that's already in the news cycle. He gave us one little nugget, and that's we might have ran around all weekend shooting down benign, inert, goofy objects that had nothing to do with a national security threat, and they can't reconcile why we shoot the non-spy balloons but we left the other spy balloon alone until the last minute when we had to. And now we got diplomatic problems with the Chinese, which this administration is damn scared of. I'm a baby of the Cold War. I remember when the commies were the bad guys. I remember when our country had leaders and resolve. That whole image, that whole identity as a nation, as a superpower is gone. Look at the man standing... Go back and watch his video clip and tell me we're a superpower. We're only a superpower if we mean it. 
be, having a bunch of money and spending it on military equipment that you give away to the Ukrainians doesn't make you a superpower. A superpower requires leadership and bold, decisive action and a defense of the nation. We are not getting that out of this president. That was an absolute absurd embarrassment this afternoon. And I waited in, in anticipation on it, mainly because I didn't think he was really going to say anything. I just wanted to see how they were not going to say anything. And that was terrible. So that's one of the bigger stories today. Still fall out from the train stuff. The EPA is on site now. Buttigieg is still missing. Our federal government is letting these people down. That's still a national outrage. We'll get details on that. And, and of course, we're watching the weather and everything else I got on the list today. It's a, it's a big, active, crazy afternoon. Y'all stay with us. We'll take your phone calls, too. I'll go ahead and tell you, if you're going to get in today, you got something to say about Biden or the balloons or the train or any of that stuff, you better do it now. Once we start going wall-to-wall later in the show over this weather uh, situation, it's probably going to own us for the rest of the show. 545-9950 if you want to get in on the show. Lanius Furniture Company bringing you the show this afternoon. John Lanius and the whole team up there ready to get you sold and loaded up and uh, have a house full of beautiful quality american-made furniture that's just all they sell there john doesn't sell john he's he's a quite they brand themselves on selection and quality and price and when those three come together because furniture can get expensive if you keep buying it but we can pull all that together in one place you don't need to go anywhere else and that's that's just true it's my furniture store i want to, i want you to go meet john make it your furniture store laniusfurniturecompany.com lazy boy headquarters LaniusFurnitureCompany.com. Laying down one night, hood papa tell mama, hood papa tell mama, little boy boogie. to come out. I felt so good. When I'm bullying, get the same. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna shoot you right down. Off of your feet. Man, let's uh, let's do a little radio show here, shall we? Uh, Burton Campers bringing you the show tonight. I keep telling y'all, I'm just I got epic, epic RV plans this year. Still working on it. It's it's a logistical thing. A lot going on. But it makes me excited. It makes me want to just tell you how excited you'll be, too, every time you go on a trip. When it's your stuff, you bring the whole crew. Uh, you're not dealing with airports and TSA screenings. And you got to bring two ounces on the plane. And what can I do? And I mean, none of that. <laughs> you can be armed. You can protect yourself. You can bring the pets. It's just so freeing to travel with an RV. And there are places you can go that you can't get to with traditional hotels and rental cars and all that. So check it out and get out there. Make some memories and see this beautiful country with your own RV. From the fine folks down at Burton Camper, I like doing business with good local companies, and that is clearly uh, that is clearly the Burton family. They've been down there for 30 years. They were down there even before the Walmart down in Calera. You've probably seen them going down the interstate. If you're heading south, look off to the left. You'll see all those beautiful RVs. They've got one that will fit you, both your budget and your vehicle, and your family layout, and get going. They've got financing right now. Here comes the good weather. Y'all, let's go. BurtonCampers.com. All right, real quick, another developing sort of news story in the news, and I hadn't talked a lot about Fetterman, uh, uh, the senator from up in Pennsylvania that somehow got elected Senate 
in the Senate. John Fetterman, the headline tonight, uh, says last night checked himself into Walter Reed Hospital for clinical depression. Okay, so we gotta we gotta be I gotta be sensitive here because I'm sensitive to people that are going through stuff. And all I'll say is the party this man belongs to has has no integrity. They have put their power in that seat by lying to the public. And out and I gotta throw the media that looked the other way on this issue, except for a few local reporters. There was an an NBC reporter that really got to the bottom of the fact that this guy should never have been running and his his body and what happened to him with that stroke is not leaving him in a position to be able to do that job. He cannot do that job. This guy isn't a football player. If he was a football player and he pulled a hamstring, he wouldn't be on the field. If he was a football player and he and he tore an ACL, he wouldn't be playing. This guy's injured and they played him anyway. It'd be like we see it all the time when when quarterbacks get put back in with a concussion. Playing football is a physical job. Being in the Senate should be a mental job, and there are a lot of things that go with it. And this guy has now been driven uh, into a place where he's probably not going to survive, and now he's clinically depressed about what's happened to him. Can you imagine? Forget that he is an insidious person with terrible beliefs, but set that aside and be a human being for a minute. I, I think there's some of us on my side of politics that have more compassion for John Fetterman than the gigantic superhuman a-holes that just to cling to power in that Senate kept him in that race so they wouldn't deal, derail that particular seat. And that is just, in some ways to me, just soulless. This guy can't hear things. Everything sounds mechanical. It must drive him crazy. Now he's clinically depressed. And these guys ought to be embarrassed if they only had the capability of embarrassment. I don't think they do. Over to the news. All right, y'all, it is uh, 2.32, Leland Live, Talk 99.5. Man, we're getting it done this afternoon. Crocker Moving Services gets it done, too. Whether you've got a full-fledged bunch of trucks, bunch of dudes, long-distance move, they've got you covered for that. If you just got something heavy and you need some minimal work but you need some strong backs and a big truck, 
They've got that too. They've got a two-hour minimum. It's one of my favorite things about what Eric does. I didn't even realize that was a possibility, and I took him up on it last summer. I couldn't. I could not have gotten that safe in my house any other way. It took pros, and they did a great job. I really like these guys. I think the world of Eric and his service to this country. Eric Crocker and Crocker Moving Services. Yes, love those guys. That two-hour minimum uh, rate is awesome. If you got some small stuff you just need to move around the house, go get go ahead and give them a call. It's a veteran-owned company. It's Crocker Moving Services. CrockerMovingServices.com. CrockerMovingServices.com. Okay, with all all the explosive kind of um, charged-up stories in the news today, I know a lot of you have some comments, and I just said, y'all get on in here, but the phones have gone on the fritz. AJ, they still acting funny. Uh, sometimes we take power hits on days like today, and our phones are always squirrely anyway. Are we good? Are they back? Are they not uh, back not yet. We're, we're working on it right now. All right, that's just a heads up to the audience because I don't want you guys trying to get that weird busy signal or whatever you get. Just know we know about it, and people have reached out through social media, and they can't get in. That's okay. We'll try to let you know when that is clear. But in the meantime, we're still going uh, with all this breaking news this afternoon. I'll get back to Biden and the railroad stuff and the follow-up stuff from that today. But we got another breaking story that's, to me, heartbreaking. Uh, the family of Bruce Willis says that uh, he now has – uh, and it seems like I heard this before, but they've said he's been diagnosed with uh, frontotemporal dementia and his condition has progressed very rapidly. Uh, didn't he, AJ, I think he just shot a movie here in Birmingham. It seems like I just saw people with celebrity sightings of him around here, it seems. Um, Bruce Willis, what a career. Uh, he entertained us since, I mean, since the TV show, since Moonlighting in the, what was that, the early 80s. And always had that smile, always had that smirk, always did the, uh, always brought roles that just, uh, even the intense roles made people smile. And I, I talk about him in past tense, not like he's um, passed away, but you would think this would bring an end uh, to his acting career. And, un, and much like the, uh, when Glenn Campbell went through something similar, it was just heartbreaking to see people deal uh, in this arena. Many of you have had family members to go through various stages of dementia. Uh, they call it the long goodbye. Of course, Ronald Reagan, same situation with him. And Nancy Reagan bravely uh, wrote a book about that. But Bruce Willis, I don't know, one of my favorites of all time, just, uh, you know, not an Academy Award winning kind of guy, but an actor uh, that did some good work. AJ, did you hear the story? This uh, I did. I, I just saw the story come across um, um, right before we got into break, come, came back from break. And, you know, I was just thinking about, there was a uh, TV show on Netflix, the movies that made us, and they talked about the uh, the movie Die Hard, and you know they were trying to find you know that perfect character, and and they they auditioned so many different people, and and they they came across Bruce Willis, and well, of course during that time he did the TV show Moonlight, yeah. and um, they were like, I don't think he's an action star, you know what I'm saying? Because he came from that comedy show, uh, and, and, but he he. He made that series, that 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 Die Hard movie, into a classic, you know, and and uh, with with Yippie Kaye and all that. Oh yeah, <laughs> all those things. The eternal debate of whether it's a whether it's a Christmas movie, and I remember the the movie Blind Date in the late '80s. I think it was around '87. Yes. Uh, there's a funny line. I don't know why it always sticks with me, but that was that was a cute movie, and that was back when movies were just whimsical and fun and not so depressing and serious as everything. And and Kim Basinger was the hottest woman that ever lived back in the 80s. So mm. um, he was in it with her. And there's a scene in there where he's – I can't remember what goes down. I haven't seen the movie since then. 
but he's got a gun in his hand and he's turned it on some guy and he's got pointing it at him and sort of shooting at him a little bit trying to, he goes dance. And the guy starts dancing, goes moonwalk. <laughs> and the guy starts trying to moonwalk he, and he shoots at his feet and goes, I hate that. And he uses the S word. Right. And it just, it always stuck with me. That was one, just one of the funniest lines because moonwalking was like a thing back then with Michael Jackson. And wow, that's, that's just tragic and sad, you know? Um, and again, if you relate to this subject of dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, you, it's like a gut punch to hear uh, about it. It's it's the same way when somebody brings up cancer around me. There's just so many stories we could all tell. Yeah. And you know what? That that leads me to go back to this Fetterman story. And I, I'm trying my best. I can't help but be bitter about the Fetterman thing. It's it's not just that it's stunning that a guy so completely unable to do the job got elected under those circumstances, because I think it says more about us as people. Uh, now, look, he stayed in the race, but how cognizant was he of what he was up to? You know, he's a guy with an ego like me and AJ and the rest of us. And we don't like to quit. And if you're a competitor, you don't like to quit. But it would be for the love of God, somebody in this man's family should have, his wife in particular, should have taken him by the hand and, and said, it's time for us to take care of you. He suffered a very debilitating stroke and was never going to be capable of doing that job. And we knew it, and everybody knew it, but both his family, the Democrat Party, and the media in that area pretended that was, if you, if you pointed it out, you were somehow uh, being discriminatory against the disabled. This, this guy didn't have a disability where you can do a cognitive job like being in the United States Senate. Now, in some ways, it's similar to the situation we find ourselves in with Joe Biden. Here's a guy who is mentally incapable of doing the most important job in all of government. And it's a government job. It's not the most, probably not the most important job in the country, but some would say it is. Uh, it used to be considered that, but I don't know. It's being run by committee now. And we're turning a blind eye to that, too, as a country, for political reasons, for political advantage. And that's why they left him in the race. And so the story, the reason I'm bringing him up, and it's not, you know, connected to the Bruce Willis story. But there's some sympathy there for me because he has now had to check, him, check himself into Walter Reed. He's going to be AWOL from the Senate because he's apparently been diagnosed with a very debilitating clinical depression. When they have to put you in like that, I mean, you're on the edge. I mean, you're probably a threat to yourself. And I've, I've known friends that have gone through that. We've probably all, all gone through a little bit of depression in our lives as, as things come and go and life has its ups and downs. And so for him to be, you would have to believe that he just got out of the hospital because of a series of, uh, I guess it was seizures that were called by his doctors not to be a stroke, but they, uh, you know, they let him out. He cannot do that job. There was a story last week after he had the strokes that what he hears when people talk to him, it sounds like the teacher, he described it as the teacher on Charlie Brown, just incoherent, uh, uh, sort of a muffled mumbling kind of sound. And I bet that is depressing and debilitating to, to be confused by that inability, not just to not hear because he can hear, but he can't process his brain. hears something unusual. And then he's got the pressure of being a United States Senator on him and fulfilling that role because the Democrats are clinging to the seat. They're clinging to the seat. Now Republicans are power hungry as well. But I don't know that they're this power hungry. I mean, they're a little more wimpy about it. And I don't know, maybe if you're just a political animal, you admire the Democrats for constantly fighting and using every advantage they can. But they've abused this guy. And here's what they believe in their back pocket. If he dies, 
or has to step down from the seat. They've got a Democrat governor now that they've won the election that can make the appointment. So cynically, they ran him through the rigors of a Senate campaign. And I, I would dare say, and I don't think it's a stretch, they put the man's life at risk. Uh, the media ignored the obvious as much as they could to get him across the goal line. And how bad must Dr. Oz be to get beat by that? But it is Pennsylvania, and it is really a blue state. And the odds were against Oz, I guess, from the beginning. And so the Democrats, for the sake of political power in a chamber of the United States Congress, put a man's life at risk. And now the guy's clinically depressed, and it, it's an ugly mess. Now watch him gloss over it. These people are disgusting. They're, they're not, they don't, it, largely, it's, it's all of our body politic. There's a lot of disgusting, self-dealing, self-serving, power-hungry people that'll do anything, climb over and through anybody, destroy anybody to stay and get into power. Reputations. They'll break up families. They'll do anything. They'll put a guy in the hospital. You think they'd kill a guy? There are all kinds of theories about past issues in our government with that. But they, they basically killed him. He's not going to make it. They don't care because the first thing people will think about is, where do, where do we get a casket that will fit this dude? No, it's not. They're going to say, how do we replace him? How do we cling to that seat? And they've got that figured out. Probably his wife. A lot of people suspect that that was the plan all along, that she was the real running mate, and they kept him on the – but he had the ballot access. He was on the ballot. He won the nomination. And it's just disgusting. There's a similar story that's just as disgusting. I want to stick this in here while we got a chance. We're trying to do all we can before this weather pops. And, by the way, we are watching it. We've got a couple of warnings back in Mississippi, but the storms in Alabama are, are fine now. They're not uh, doing anything. Uh, they've started – I don't support Nikki Haley for, for president uh, – I don't know that she could convince me to support her. I'm not a huge fan, but she's in the race. And so here comes the derision of the left. And they're back at it. An NAACP activist and some liberals on NBC have go, gone after her for, for her name. I remember 14 years ago, this jackass that used to call the show all the time, this super hyper left winger, started trying to pretend this old trope about Nikki Haley that she, she changed her name so she'd sound more white. And so they've started in on that on MSNBC. First of all, as a white boy, can I just say this on behalf of some other people that feel like I do? I'm so exhausted with your tired, dumb, poorly researched race baiting. Everything in this country is not about black and brown and people of color and white. You just, y'all are just boring with this stuff now. It used to be irritating. But where they're wrong about Nikki Haley is she has one She's been Nikki since she was a kid. Her, her birth name is an Indian name. She's from Indian heritage. She got married. That changed her last name to Haley. Her, her, her birth name was Nimrata. Is there any difference in Barack Obama going by Barry his whole life? And then he changed it to Barack so he'd sound more exotic. Uh, how about uh, Sandy Cortez? Went, uh, occasional Cortex went by Sandy. Uh, something that Her name was not Alexandra occasional cortex uh, she just she just changed her name too so politicians do this on the left they wanted to sound more ethnic and they're accusing nikki haley of trying to sound more white but these idiots must not have listened to her speech she spent a long time talking about being the child of indian immigrants in a little southern town in south carolina and how weird that was for everybody around her
She actually said that in her speech yesterday. She goes, they didn't know who we were or what we were, she said. But her parents had a belief that this was a great country and her, and her daughter could make it. She's proud of that heritage. She talks about the heritage. She's not hiding anything. But these race-baiting morons uh, from the NAACP and everywhere else just won't let that stuff go. And well, here's the dumb thing. They'll repeat that, and the idiots that follow them and watch their TV shows will continue to repeat it without proper correction and not really knowing the backstory of this woman. I don't support her for president. But you're a buffoon if you're playing the race game that way. And it's why people have tuned it out. It's why we're not going to make any progress in this country as long as that's the way we're going to talk about these issues. Stupid. Back in a minute. All right, Bath Planet of Birmingham bringing you the show tonight. Mike and his team can come in to totally change the way you get clean. Yep. Come in and take that tub shower situation out, replace it with something sparkly and new and beautiful and actually way easier to use. So you don't need to step over that tub anymore and worry about slipping in there. They've got new services that are slip-resistant services. They don't chip, peel, crack, or fade. Uh, they're gorgeous, handles in the right places, things positioned the way they should have been designed in the first place. And the beautiful part is they'll come and they're in and out in two days. I love that. They're not tying up your bathroom forever. And you're in there rub-a-dub-dub and getting clean and feeling good about it. Bath Planet of Birmingham. It's Bath Planet B-H-M, not B-H-M, bathplanetbhm.com. All right, quickly on the weather, then we'll flip back to some other things uh, as we roll through the afternoon. There's been a little bit of a delay in this entire system as it rolls in here tonight. Uh, Looks like it's going to be probably after 4 o'clock. You know, that was hard to anticipate when the schools had to make the decision to um, let the kids out early, but they probably made a good decision. The parameters on this storm system are still really strong. There's a lot of instability. We now have our first tornado warning in Alabama, but it's way up in that northwest tip of Alabama up there around Waterloo, and I believe that's Lauderdale County, and uh, they uh, have just put that warning out. Uh, This thing is clipping Alabama at this moment and heading into Tennessee uh, very rapidly. That's the first of what could be many tonight. Uh, Could be sitting right over us right around 6 o'clock. Of course, we're watching it out there on the horizon, keeping a a list of everything that's going on back into Mississippi, and we'll keep you warned and up to date as you all try to get through your afternoon. All right, so we're getting ready to head on over to the news. Let me get a couple more things in here. Uh, Yeah, the the breaking story, of course, was Biden pretty much (laughs) – uh, coming across, and it is uh, he finally spoke on the subject of the balloon incidents, and that's all we know to call him right now. And and turned out he he basically all but said we shot down weather balloons last weekend. Weather balloons. Mm-hmm. He said it, and then shuffled off. Didn't take questions. It's a national embarrassment. Meantime, in Ohio, they continue to have problems. The government continues to let them down on every single level. Last night they had a town hall. That poor old mayor, he admitted it. He goes, I'm not built for this. I'm over my head, but I'm going to do everything I can. This guy was humble. This is a blue-collar town. These people are getting to run around. They've got common sense, and they can feel it. 
And Norfolk Southern did not show up at the hearing or at the town hall at all. No answers from the company. I'm sure that's lawyers making decisions about liability. There's another insidious story floating around that they've hired a third-party company to come in and test people's homes for both air and water quality. But when you let them in the door, they're asking the people that live there to sign, basically to sign away their rights to sue uh, either that company or Norfolk Southern. I haven't seen the contract, so I don't know exactly uh, what the details are. But that story started breaking last night, that they were trying to run this operation through the town to get people to give away their rights to sue. This is going to be a massive liability on the part of the railroad, probably um, others as well involved in this thing. Saw a story today about concern over how long that train was. It had 150 cars on it. Trains have gotten longer and longer. My brothers even told me that. They say a safe train has about 90. They're asking these guys to run trains now with 150 cars, 18,000 tons. This thing was nearly two miles long, 18,000 tons, 150 cars. Something goes wrong, that's going to be a mess. We're learning a lot about that, but we still haven't heard, we haven't seen a peep out of Pooty Poot. Mayor Poot is not on the scene. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! the hills so what is like your number one question from fans the primary question i still get asked was what is it real (laughs) (laughs) in 2024 to me is a surprising question to get because i feel like everybody has been through the reality tv gauntlet at this point what women binge wherever you listen movies tv shows books podcasts and more it's what women binge with melissa joan hart and her friend amanda lee we have lauren bosworth with us The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 